Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Gabby Reese Show. It's all an experiment. Hi everyone and welcome to the show. I decided to do a solo podcast today, so if you are interested in listening to me ramble on about relationships and self-care, parental fatigue, I answer a few questions, then you're in the right place. Uh, You will hear that oftentimes this podcast makes me very uncomfortable and that's why I choose to do it because I am curious and I want to keep learning, but it's often hard to, you know, make sure you're bringing value to other people's time. If you ever have questions, uh, please send them to me so I have them for future solo podcasts. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy. Hi. So you might um, hear a silent or how can you hear a silent? A slow kind of quiet hum. Uh, That's because uh, Laird is driving a uh, telehandler. And uh, I've decided to do one of my solo podcasts. I think this is my third one. Uh, I'm not always, I'm not really, I'm not particularly comfortable doing this podcast in general, to be honest with you. I listen to other people do their podcasts and I think that they are a lot smarter and, you know, I've made a commitment to be prepared, but not to over try to control the podcast. And so I can tell you that each time it's uncomfortable. And when I'm done, I, I'm always unsure of the value. Um, my hope is that there's value and that there's real takeaways, but I'm never really sure. <laughs> so I decided to do this one and he decided to be in his telehandler. Obviously he doesn't know that I'm here. So um, I'm just gonna write it out because I don't get the impulse to do these very often. I have been, and I'm lucky, I've been in Kauai for uh, the past four, five months. And I only have one of my daughters here, my youngest. And uh, that's been unusual because my middle daughter, who's 17, uh, is playing tennis. And uh, you have to be in a dry place. And Kauai is not that. So our family's had some interesting changes. And I think it's important, though. It's like she's doing her own laundry. And then there's always guilt. I don't know why guilt and parenting seem to be synonymous. It's ridiculous at some point. But um, I I still bite that hook. Um, But I just thought I'd go over a few areas. And actually, one of them is parenting. So if you're um, not a parent or single, just write it out with me. We'll get into some self-care stuff. But I was talking to a friend of mine and I thought to myself, 
because now that I'm at home with only one kid, it's like, I almost feel like sometimes you get tired as a parent, not tired, but you're just not as, I don't know, energetic or something. And I don't know if it's like, it wears you out, but I think it's normal. And so I, I just thought it was important to talk about it because I've been noticing it. Like, I'm like, oh, here's one more dinner and here's one more friend coming over and here's one more. And it's just, it's fighting off that, that domestication, that lack of creativity. And that's on me, right? Like, and that's a problem because I am a super routine person. I could die by my routine. And uh, luckily I, I'm married to somebody who's really very different than that. He later will go with whatever the weather's doing, or he'll just, he's just more spontaneous. And I used that uh, schedule to get things done and to, you know, have a semblance of order. Yes. I probably hide behind it a little bit. Um, I just think that's my personality a little bit. And so I'm, I'm sort of, been thinking a lot about that. It's like after you've been a parent like 15 or 20 years or 25 years and you just, um, you have to like have this sort of re renewal. And I actually think that's across the board, right? Like, I don't think that's just, okay, me as a parent, but let's say you are 45 or 55 ish and you're making these choices about, okay, this next part, am I going to attack it with the energy that I attacked when I was younger knowing who I am today, um, trying to learn who that is again, and sort of put my teeth into new challenges and new forms of expression? Um, or am I going to like sit back and, and kind of maybe coast a little bit, which is a horrible thing to say, but I think sometimes with the death of the routine, there's a coasting within that. And, um, and I actually think it becomes not only, um, undynamic. It's like, you're not a dynamic organism. I actually think it's less productive. So I've been thinking about ways to combat that because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, you know, humdrum or phoning it in or, and, and maybe from the outside, it doesn't look like that, but it, sometimes it feels that way. So I think we only go by our own experience. It's like, so I'm, I'm rededicating myself as a, as a person to my own life to really recommit to growing and learning and, um, and making uncomfortable changes or doing things, you know, that are uncomfortable. And I'm also going to do it as a parent where I am going to keep really listening and leaning in and taking those small opportunities um, to be with near and around the girls, uh, whenever it is. And, um, and as a wife, um, you know, just to not assume that I know what he's going to say and not finish it for him or not respond before he actually finishes, um, just those kinds of things. So I think again, and maybe you've even been in a job for a long time, you know, maybe like you're in your thirties and you've been deep in a career for a while and it, there's a sort of a get, you know, becomes automatic. And so how do we avoid that? And so I've been really looking at that, like I said, especially as a parent, cause that's like a, like a horrible thing to talk to yourself about that. You're just like, Oh, tap out. Like 
literally like you get fatigued and you, you get tired of cleaning up after people and, you know, those kinds of things. So anyway, that was sort of one thing I had been really thinking about and, and realizing I needed to participate more in and, uh, and make it the way that, uh, just make it new and different and doesn't have to be crazy. I don't have to have a crisis to do that. Just small little ways within my own life. And I find that saying yes is when I get those invitations seems to be a, a really good one. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. I had, uh, I, I have learned by the third child in a way is like, I'm trying really hard not to resist so much. You know, I love that expression, you know, that in which you resist persists. It's like, I'm really uncomfortable with technology and the phones and the amount of time and okay, you should be more doing, you know, more athletics. Like I have a, a daughter who she's really athletic and she, she's not that interested. I think obviously because her, her dad and I, that's what we did. So it's really kind of normal. Sometimes they pick up certain habits, like she eats salad, she eats good, but um, they go the other way when it comes to that. And I just decided with that, that I'm, I'm going to keep a certain amount of structure for them, but I'm, I'm just, I'm kidding myself if I think that I can control it because I can't. So uh, it's tricky. And I would, and the other thing that's tricky is, is not being one of those parents that say like, well, in my day, because it's a different world. And my friend and I were talking about this, that she's concerned that our, our children um, up until like, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, that they don't have metal is what she referred to it as. And, um, that they're, you know, you can get everything on your phone. You can order everything. You can, it's all customized and all those types of things. And I, and I said, you know, I've been wrestling with it too, but I, then I realized that it's, it is a new and different world. And maybe these are the people that will navigate this new and different world and that, and to look at it that way, instead of, fighting it because the nature is to fight it because you're afraid and you're afraid that your kids are not going to be okay or they can't survive on their own or whatever and I think it just becomes a thing where you have to be like no this is a changing world and these are the new people that live in this world and they will know how to figure out and how to navigate it um, as long as the power doesn't go out <laughs> or there's a silver flare <laughs> but I think that's been on top of mind for well for a long time since like 2009. I don't know when did social social media and smartphones start, but I think it's just trying to look at it differently. Uh, I have another friend, Elijah, who always like says it's all an experiment, and I'm like, yeah, it is. But I'm hoping my kids aren't the uh, the group that they go, oh, well, that did or didn't work or 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 whatever. Um, so I, I am I'm going to dedicate and and make some changes. And so, for example just getting up at a different time, whether it's getting up just a little bit earlier and not doing exactly the same thing first thing in the morning. I'm trying to switch it up. Um, I'm also trying to hit the road ground running even a little more productive. So if there's like things especially that I don't wanna deal with, emails that I need to write or someone I need to ask something of or whatever it is, something that's uncomfortable, I'm trying to do that right away in the day. And even the science will say, based on your cortisol levels and what have you, that that's actually the best time to deal with it, anything stressful. 
but I'm, I'm just actively trying to put that in play. Like, okay, there's five things that I need to get done before 7am, whether it's a communication, if it's a, if you're able, um, or it's a task like, you know, you ever have that like one small pile of laundry and you think, oh, now what I'm trying to do is just be like, just knock it out. It takes five minutes. Just do it. So I think in these little ways, I'm trying to create change just by also changing some of some of my habits. Um, another thing that I, I noticed I, I went through um, was that uh, we had some flooding here and uh, their days were pretty grueling, especially for Laird. He was shuttling people back and forth and up and down and some other people were really working hard. But but at any rate, I, I was around a lot of people. And what I normally do is I almost try to isolate myself a little bit so that I can maintain a perspective that I'm hoping to achieve. So like to be positive or not to judge people or, you know, just whatever that is, look at the bright side of things um, and have that perspective. And I realized that I was a little bit tired. I had a lot of entanglement. So a lot of human beings and, um, someone got, I was driving them up in this cart and they, they said something. And what came out of my mouth was not like me. It was like, almost like a, not a negative comment, but just not, there was nothing supportive or positive about it. And it wasn't against the person. It was actually about the situation about the road. And I realized like, that's not who, who I want to be. But I also realized that I need to protect myself in a different way from being around tons and tons of people because that constant entanglement actually doesn't give you that space to say, Hey, when I enter a situation to the best of my ability, who am I trying to be in that situation? And so it was kind of good because being, you know, you can get caught in the cycle of like not being just not being your best or being negative. And like you go to the market and they go, Oh, it's kind of rainy today or you're like, yeah, the weather's not good. Even those little things, it's like you pick up on that and you go, Hey, that's not who, who I'm trying to be. So how do I create space? And I also think that comes from having friends or the people that you are spending time with that they have those qualities and that, uh, you know, what do they talk about? Like simple minds, um, talk about people and, then the next group is like uh, talk about events. And then the, la- the highest group is like, they talk about ideas. I can't remember the exact saying. That's another thing I'm, I won't get into is like, I feel like my memory is, is kind of t- deteriorating, but just this idea of like, I don't want to talk about people and I, it's okay to talk about events, but I really want to talk about ideas. And, um, and so that's all. It's just like those moments. I feel like this is like a, a, a time, maybe COVID has really brought this on where it's like, I'm catching myself because I'm, it's more still and I'm not, uh, you know, traveling all around and being busy. And so I'm like, oh, look at that behavior. And uh, so that was another one. It was like, and also if I'm around people that don't bring out the best in me or that I have, it's like, okay, we'll evaluate that. Be like, hey, you can love them, but are you going to, do you want to spend that kind of time uh, with them? And so I think, again, just because you have a little bit of experience in life and you you've lived and you've gone around some blocks, it doesn't mean you, you can't keep your eyes open wide. And, and, and I uh, interviewed a doctor uh, for the podcast uh, Judson, and he was talking about 
if you can look at things with curiosity, even people that like really annoy you, right? Like, wow, I wonder why they responded like that. Uh, he said, even your physical face, right? Like when you're you're anxious or whatever, you're shut down, narrow, closed. Think about a kid looking at something in wonderment. Your eyes are open, your face is open. And I, and I don't care. I mean, I want to be, if I live that long, I'm going to be a 90-year-old who's living like that. Because the other way is not only is it a bummer, it's just, it's kind of obvious. It's like, why don't we do something different? Why don't we why don't we write the script the way that we want it and be not a crusty barnacle when we're older, but you know, be open-minded and be optimistic. So I've been uh, just taking a deep, hard look at that and uh, catching myself a little bit. We're going to do a quick thank you to one of our sponsors and get right back to the show. Talking about Laird Superfood is probably one of the easiest ads I can do because I watched my husband drink coffee for 20 something years. And then in 2015, um, he and a friend of ours created by accident, a vegan plant-based coffee and creamer business. And now we've got tons of other products. We have hydrate products and greens and plant-based protein that doesn't upset your stomach. Imagine that. The taste is amazing. Trust me. I did all the taste tests in room temperature water. So we know how good this stuff is. We've got cacao creamer, one of my personal favorites. If you're trying to avoid sugar, unsweetened creamers. Remember, everything is vegan. It's plant-based, easy to use. And so if you want to get a discount today and try Laird Superfood, all you do is go to LairdSuperfood.com. That's L-A-I-R-D S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D.com, LairdSuperfood.com. And if you punch in Gabby2021 at checkout, you will receive a 20% savings. This product is something that I use pretty much every day in my coffee. We even have matcha. So let's say you're not a coffee drinker. You like chai. You like matcha. We really tried to bring you the best tasting with the highest quality ingredients, no artificial flavorings, um, and at the most reasonable price that we could. So if you've been wondering about Laird Superfood or you want to stock up on Laird Superfood, go ahead and head to LairdSuperfood.com and get your savings with discount code GABBY, G-A-B-B-Y, 2021. Uh, the other thing I did notice, and I, and I, I talked about that in the same interview, was... Anytime I react or in anger, besides, you know, obviously it's fear or you want to be right or you want to show someone, you know, how tough you are, um, it's your ego. And so I think it's just staying in touch with that part of your personality and keeping that in check because it just, it feels better when you know, that part of myself is, is not in charge. Obviously you need enough of it to get stuff done and believe you can, but you don't want that one out there fraternizing with the neighbors that you could easily get into a hassle with. So I think just the amount of entanglement and what type of entanglement when you can control it. I mean, listen, if you're at a job a certain way, or, you know, you come across somebody who's not having a good day and they take it out on you, you know, that's sort of, that's not your 
you know, that's not your problem. So, um, and the other thing I noticed I would go to bed with all kinds of grand plans. Like I'm going to get up and before I do this, I'm going to take a walk and, and I wasn't doing it. And so I was having a lot of days I was feeling, uh, I just wasn't getting a lot done. And I felt like that was that procrastination. So what was really helpful was just to get right after it and like almost the worst thing first. So if there's something you're dreading or you need to ask somebody something or whatever, do that first um, for sure. Uh, the other thing, and I know a lot of you can appreciate this is if you're in a relationship and maybe you've gone through COVID with your partner, if you've met, I have met a few people that have fallen in love during COVID and I think it's amazing, but <laughs> is sometimes this much time together I don't know. I feel like it can crush romance a little bit. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like time to fortify, you know, step back, whatever, across the apartment <laughs> from your partner and um, just try to keep remembering, not try, just keep remembering what's special and unique about them. Because we all seem to remember what's unique and special about us and that why they're so lucky to be with us. <laughs> But it's really important to get that space. And you hope that they do the same thing because let's face it, none of us are that great every day, all day long and that close in proximity. So um, that's something I've been working on because like I said, I am in the type of relationship that for whatever reason, it's I want more than just partnership with my husband. I really do want like that romance and that tenderness um, because I feel like I have like great friends and challenges and work and it's like this one person I can be this way with, um, cause it's still different with your children. And so it takes work, um, and creativity. And I don't mean to bamboozle yourself or not to address things. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in like, Hey, if things have to get talked about, um, or discussed, um, that you do that, but that if you want that person to know that they're so special to you and that you feel grateful to be with them, it might be a little extra hard <laughs> during COVID. So I don't have particular tips, except I do hide in my house a little bit. Sometimes I try to create a little more space so we're just not together all the time and that I make a conscious effort when we are together to be kind and um, it sounds silly, but maybe interesting. Like maybe I've learned something and that'll come from the work that I have to do on my own to keep being curious as a person and bring that into the relationship. But, um, I'm not going to lie. Like there's a lot of days where it's kind of self-coaching. Like this is, I've stepped back. I've looked at it. I said, is this the life that you want? Is this the, this is the life that you've chosen and, you know, your family and your partner. And so what do you want to do to make that the best it can be? Um, I don't think it just is fluid and arrives, especially um, as years go on or you, you have something like COVID putting you together. So I just want to encourage you that if you are in that relationship, you know what it is too? It's like, make it as easy as you can, because it feels like it's kind of crazy out in, in the world. And I feel like that 
we look at media as like information, but now really it's entertainment. And not only is it vying for our attention, but it's also vying to, you know, skew our opinions. And so I think we have to fortify ourselves and, and be proactive in our real day-to-day lives, making that as easy as possible. If you have the choice between a snarky comment or kindness, um, pick the kindness because I just have seen over and over in the end, it's better. And if you want to be snarky, then you have to address it. Be like, hey, I need to talk to you about something because obviously something's going on. So uh, I don't know much. I don't give advice. I'm only sharing a perspective. But after this many years, I, I have seen, again, some patterns. So that's something I have, um, you know, been really looking at because, you know, I'm middle-aged and, and you think, oh, well, maybe I'm going to, once the kids are big, it'll be like, hey, that was great. Thanks. And um, I'm hoping that the relationship is more dynamic in that. And, and I realize then I have to, you know, be a part of that, that formula. Um, <laughs> I don't know whoever put the system together, but one day maybe I can, you know, have a glass of wine and figure it out because it is pretty funny. Uh, there, there does seem to be a new normal, you know, just the way people are interacting less. And um, that's been interesting to observe your friends from a really far away position. And I'm sure it's interesting for them to observe us, but I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of great because you get this clarity about them and, and also when, because a lot of the contact is either on the phone or, you know, FaceTime or whatever, it's like, how do you, how do you get that exchange, that quality, right? Like I wouldn't FaceTime my friends and like, unless it was someone I was very close to and something heavy was going on, I wouldn't actually spend that time complaining about stuff. Um, I just want to be connecting and, and sort of seeing how they are. Um, the other thing that we're all facing is the vaccine. Uh, it's, I find it interesting. I have had a lot of friends get it and I, and I always say the same thing. If they get it, I think it's great. I, I feel nervous to get it. I'll be truthful, but also if somebody said to me, Hey, you would be less dangerous to another person. I would always consider that, but, um, it does sometimes feel, uh, like it's like, pretty soon it's going to feel like, well, if you want to travel, um, then here's your protocol and, oh, you have to get it once a year and all these things. So that part, it concerns me a little bit. And, um, and it does concern me that we still haven't had big conversations like from kind of institutions beyond, you know, podcasters talking about your health and the healthful protocol to support your immune system and your health, whether you're, you know, male or female or whatever age you are, that does concern me um, that we don't have more of that, that also people will get confidence to follow. Because if you have like, um, you know, only naturopaths or like Joe Rogan talking about vitamin D, it's like, maybe they don't take it as seriously. And so I think the other part of me w- has really thought it'd be interesting, you know, to not just give away Krispy crisp- Kreme donuts uh, if you've had your vaccines, but talk about real, real serious ways that you can support your, your health. And um, obviously we know a lot of them and it's obvious, but sometimes maybe just getting that type of backing for a lot of people makes it feel official and then they'll do it. So just been observing that. 
the other thing is I've tried to ramp up my training and in a desire to ramp up my training, I also feel like I've had less training. Um, and what I mean by that is it's been, it's felt so forced. I definitely have a definitive schedule Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I have some, you know, things I do cardio in between, but I feel like I have built some framework around it that has created pressure. That's actually made me resistant to do more. And so I realized that I, I needed to make it the invitation to, to work more consistently, to do different things and to follow through. Because for example, I was like, oh, I'm gonna paddle. You can, you know, I live on a river and it's right there. Uh, I think I've gone paddling once. So I, I believe it's like that when you put something up that then you're like, I have to do that instead of like, wow, it's so beautiful out and it'll feel really good, uh, you know, to be outside and do all that. I sometimes will shut down and then, you know, start to hit the checklist again. And it's a weird response. And I just think it's human nature to, to almost resist things that we're sort of forcing ourselves to do. So this is all, you know, this all ties into doing it differently. And so for me, you know, this, this podcast is about really exploring ways. So whether it's, you know, reading books on changing your habits. Um, I did read uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf's book and technically it takes about 90 days because, or 60, you know, six days or something. Cause it's like 21 days and, and change to change the habit and then times three to get that habit in place. So if you're looking to make changes, you know, three, three months flies by, do it with a friend. And that's what I'm going to do um, this week. I'll be doing different types of fasting because at different ages, it's better to do it different ways. And I just thought, okay, you know, I need to kind of catapult change. And I really believe that one of the ways to do that is through our food. And so I am going to be um, just really tightening the window that I that I eat probably about three hours a day and the rest will just be, um, you know, water and things like that. But just again, for a few days, but because it's hard to do alone, I'm going to do it with friends. We're going to say a quick thank you to one of our sponsors and get right back to the show. Somebody gave me a pair of blue blocks about a year ago and I started wearing them as the sun was going down just to kind of wind down and get ready for sleep. It's something I battle with and I'm always trying to, you know, do anything I can to sleep better. Don't drink caffeine late. And, um, if I can minimize the amount of bright light, whatever, taking, you know, natural ingredients to help me sleep. And so my blue blocks was one of them. And then when COVID hit, I got them for my girls as well. Uh, stare, you know, they're staring at screens all day long. And, and that worked easily because they've got 20 frames of the latest fashions and trends. Um, if you have prescription glasses or non-prescription or even readers, uh, they have that as well. Maybe your face is hard to, to fit and you've got a pair of, of glasses that you love already. They can turn just about any pair of glasses into blue blocks glasses. And what, what I really appreciate about this brand is 
the founders were looking for blue light blocking glasses and they weren't impressed with what was out there. So they, lo and behold, they created their own company and you know, they wanted things that had the latest science and they were, they're made under optics laboratory conditions. These guys are located in Australia. So the offer that they have for you today is significant because if you've been looking for glasses that do have the latest science, great styles, and in any way that you actually need it, Blue Blocks has an offer where if you go to blueblocks.com, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, they will give you 15% off your purchase if you put in the code Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y. So you can either go there by going to blueblocks.com slash Gabby or just punching Gabby at checkout for your savings and they will ship anywhere in the world for free. So it's blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, punching Gabby for your savings, get that free shipping and just go on the site and you'll see there's something for everybody. Okay, so I'm going to just answer some very basic questions. That was all fluffy and woo-woo, and now I'll get on track. Um, I love the track. <laughs> I live for being on track. Um, so one of the questions was, am I optimistic for the future? And I just think at the end of the day, it's like, what's the alternative? Absolutely. Do I think there's challenges? I think there are challenges. And I think if you went back every uh, generation, they'd all feel that there was challenges. So I want to participate in the solutions. Um, but yeah, there's some nights I go to bed and it, it feels daunting, the environment. Um, you know, they're really into Mars. <laughs> it's like, okay, what about here? Um, and just, you know, the amount of humans, but I, I figure that's out of my hands. I'm one person. And so I'm just going to be the best, you know, it's like, we all have things to contribute and just kind of do that and, and not worry about it. Um, and I already, I don't know that I could say this, but it's like, you go through a phase in your life where you worry about it. And then you go through your phase, you're like, okay, what can I do? And then, and just do that. Um, another question was, do I set goals? I do. I'm not, I don't, I write things down, but I don't write my goals down. I think I have a mental picture of my dreams. Like I, I sort of know what I, I feel it and I know what it looks like. And so um, I will kind of move towards it in that way. So I do set goals, but more importantly, uh, what I think is so important is to also create uh, a real strategy on how I'm going to accomplish those goals. So I sort of get in touch with like, Hey, what am I trying to achieve? And then I get, I drill down and I go, okay, well, what are those daily habits going to be that support um, reaching those goals? And by the way, you can be in pursuit of a goal and you might adapt and it might change. Cause you go, you know, I, I was heading that way, but then I stumbled upon this and this actually feels really good. So I think goals are meant, we have to maintain that flexibility because otherwise we lock ourselves into something that we don't even, you know, really know about. I'll give you a quick example. I interviewed uh, a woman named Ashley. She's one of the founders of Better Booch, which is a beautiful kombucha brand, less sugar, great tasting. Okay. Um, but she was a backup singer, like legit. 
toured with big artists like Rihanna, whatever you can imagine her whole life. She was gunning towards like, I think that's what I want to do. Got there, got cl very close, close so you could see what that really is and what that really takes and realize like, wait a second, I love this and I'm, I have a knack for it, but I don't know that I want that. And she pivoted. And this is after probably dedicating the majority of her life to that. So I really, really want to encourage people that don't make, uh, that you've invested a lot of time in something, the reason uh, not to stop because we change or we see something else or we get introduced to something else. And maybe that goal was set really to land on another goal. So within that, um, I always keep a level of flexibility, but definitely, definitely I put a practice in place that would reflect somebody who was trying to achieve a certain goal uh, and not that those were inconsistent because that never works. It, it just, it really doesn't. Um, okay. One of the other questions was daily routine. So I get up in the morning um, and I will have, I mean, I'm going to be nuts and bolts about it. Um, a giant glass of water that I either will put uh, and I'm not trying to pimp it. I'm just sharing activate which is a product that Laird Superfood does that has lemon and cayenne pepper and, and uh, ginger and some other things because we're all typically dehydrated. I also add things into that. I put in Shatavari and I do something, uh, I do ashwagandha and I will, I will take uh, true niogen. Uh, again, I'll do this for weeks at a time and then kind of cycle certain things out. I take a, uh, a few droppers of uh, of a mushroom blend and I will take a ritual multivitamin and, um, and that kind of starts me off. Then I have my coffee, three shots of espresso in a cup with um, usually cacao creamer and unsweetened creamer. Uh, and that'll get me through to lunch. Then I'll train Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at about eight, eight fifteen, And that'll be about a 70 minute circuit. Uh, hit as people call it, high intensity training. Um, it's different each time. Um, I'm actually going to start sharing those workouts just for free. So people have something if they're at home that they can follow along with. Um, I, it seems to be pretty effective. And I've, I've uh, been doing that for quite a few years. Um, it just kind of gets everything done at once. So there's like weight training and proprioception and balance and cardio and, and just, you know, good for people when they don't have a lot of time or what have you. Uh, then I usually, you know, deal, <laughs> nice word. Then I usually see what my family needs or what they're doing and hit emails and work. And, um, and, you know, all along the way, when people ask me about my daily routine is I do have real check-ins. Like my, how do I feel today? Is it harder for me today? Is it easier? Um, if it's harder, what can I do to make it easier? Um, why is it harder? Is it just like one of those days? Is it, is it, uh, is there something going on that's high stress? Is it hormones? Is it like, what is it? So that also when I'm reacting, um, I kind of know, I feel like I know what, where I'm reacting from. Um, so I, I typically will have lunch for the, the family, get back to work um, and then make dinner. My days are pretty simple, especially now. Uh, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, if I'm in California, I will pool train first thing in the morning following that routine. And um, I go to bed very early. I'm married to somebody who likes to go to bed by 8.30. It's brutal. I know that's not realistic 
so usually for me, it's like 9.30 or 10. But we, you know, we don't go out that much. And uh, usually if our social life is built around breaking bread, um, let's say pre-COVID, um, so breaking bread and keeping it, it's pretty quiet. Um, and because uh, kind of that's what we need to have the energy to have the output, right? especially for this many years. So my routine really is around my work and my family and my self-care. And I've said this quite a bit. I am very diligent about my self-care because I will be no good for anyone else and I will be less effective and I will have less time in the day and I will probably be not so nice if I don't figure out the way to take care of myself. So that has been a real pillar of uh, my daily routine. I will also share, I do not drink alcohol. Um, and I know that's a like a total non-starter for a lot of people. <laughs> I did this talk once in Canada and I, someone's like asked me at the end, I could see they were all on board. They were like, yeah, we're feeling Gabby, you know? And the lady, I was in Canada. She was like, oh, do you drink? And I was like, no, I, I just, I'm not a drinker. And she, I could just tell it was like, oh, boo. <laughs> But I grew up in the Caribbean and a lot of people drank and it just, it just wasn't my thing. And then I went to college and played sports and then it just, I, I didn't. And actually for the, you know, first several years of my marriage, uh, Laird drank quite a bit. Um, so I've never, I think that has really helped me and I know nobody wants to hear that and I'm sorry. And it's not a judgment. I don't care. I don't have a, like an emotional conviction about alcohol. It's just not my thing. So I am only sharing that. Um, the next question is, oh, and you know what? Okay. For being superficial, my beauty routine is I wash my face with a charcoal soap and I use, um, mostly a moisturizer. I don't work with the company called radical. Um, or I also, uh, really like a company called Epicurean. I use their sunblock. Uh, I am vain enough that I try to use a non-toxic sunblock because I've been in the sun a lot in my life. Um, and so people often ask me about my skin, but I will say also that my family background is uh, my father is from Trinidad. And so I, I feel that I've gotten some fortification from that side of my family, uh, his, his side of the family, my grandfather, um, and, uh, and also just living a pretty healthy adult uh, lifestyle overall um, so far. It's never too late. <laughs> you might see me in another 10 years and who knows, I'm throwing back the whiskey. Um, so that is my daily routine. And I, I do think my vitamins and things help my skin. So for, especially the females, I know that that's um, always a big question. It's a question for me too. I always want to know. Um, and then I'll, I'll just wrap up with this. Overcoming conflict in my marriage I've been with Laird for over 25 years and I have been married uh, to Laird for over 23 years. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Laird is one of the easiest, most challenging people I've ever met. And what I mean by that is you've never seen a more self-motivated, honest, dedicated, um, just get it done person in your life. Like, this is a guy who is just on it and he's so, you know, kind and tender. He's very intense. So the, the hard part is like the art of being with somebody who 
um, you're trying to just create a space for them that um, works for them and, and uh, not stifle them because it, it's like a, it's just the wrong way, but then also to hold your own. I think that's in any relationship, right? Is how do I hold my own sense of self and my own point of view and my, just who I am as a person. So I think in a way that's why it's worked. Both of us are pretty selfish that way and not willing to give up that sense of self. And so it's created a very healthy checks and balance. But to answer the question about conflict, you know, when I, when I was first in the relationship, I didn't have the skill set and I'm not that I have it now. I just have more experience. So I've hopefully developed a few, a few tools is I used to stuff my feelings in the beginning. And so when I was mad or angry, I wasn't actually a person who expressed that, but I would build up resentment. And um, five years into our relationship, we almost broke up. And I, I attribute some of that to my lack of um, bravery to say how I was really feeling and also being willing to uh, take Laird head on and have a healthy conflict. Because I, I associated conflict with something negative instead of, hey, how do you have a healthy conflict with a person where you can have a feeling and not blame them at the same time, right? Just those little nuances where it's like, hey, when this happens, it makes me feel like this, not, hey, when you do this, I feel like that. So it was just kind of learning that and, and almost breaking up, quite frankly, to be like, oh, you know what? It, I maybe I need to just try some things that um, are awkward for me. And one of them was, in fact, conflict. And now um, I, I feel that we've been at it and we've had enough kind of few bumps in the road where I, I believe that we've really established that we care deeply for one another as human beings, just beyond the marriage. So there's a level of trust of, well, where's this person coming from that makes getting through the conflicts easier because I'm never thinking like, oh, is Laird trying to dominate me? And he's probably not thinking, oh, is Gabby trying to manipulate me? Because we've kind of shown our true colors when we've gone through some pretty heavy shit that uh, it's like, hey, you know what? I love you period. And, um, and so that would, it's kind of helpful, very painful, but helpful. So the other thing is, is I think both of us are just a little bit mean that it kind of makes the conflict. We don't have, we don't spend time thinking we're going to have it because it just, Laird calls it like a, you know, like a nuclear, like a world war three, like everybody loses. So weirdly, I think the intensity in, of each of us makes it that it's like, hey, how do we as respectfully, but as directly, like really saying how you feel, get through this and, um, and learn to listen. You know, that's another thing I've learned to listen is like when somebody tells you something instead of taking it personally, which I certainly would do many years ago, I could be like, you know, I could see why you feel that way or why you would say that. And um, there's a lot of power in that when you're willing to recognize someone else's feelings, even if you don't totally agree or you saying, I could see how you feel that way. Isn't you saying I'm wrong and I think you're completely right. It's just kind of looking at it from that person's point of view. And that has been um, really helpful. And finally, I will end uh, this with at the end of the day, one thing I know is that both of us 
separately as individuals really look upon ourselves, the individual, to make ourselves feel the way that we want to. You know, for me personally, happiness is never really the goal. It's like a semblance of peace, um, inspiration, those kinds of things are what I'm looking for. And so I know that that's on me. Um, but I'm not going to lie. It didn't suck when Laird stopped drinking. Uh, and that was about 14 years ago. So I will say for the first 11 years, it was a little bit of a wild ride because you're dealing with an X factor. And, um, and so I was really thankful when he decided uh, that maybe that wasn't going to serve his end goals. But besides that, it's like now you're dealing with new things, right? Like now we've been together a long time. So now we're dealing with, with like kind of that. And um, it's always a dance. And, and it's one that if you find a partner that you feel like you really want to be with them, that it's, it's uh, worth learning the new steps. So thank you for bearing with me on my solo podcast. Um, like I said, it, it's always really uh, uncharted waters for me and uncomfortable, but I, I really feel that we all go through so many of the same things. And it's like, how do we put words to that? And how do we celebrate that, that messiness and, and that we're not alone in this you know, journey? Um, and just that we're at different stages and phases. And so if I could encourage people to speak their mind, take care of yourself, that's why I'm such an advocate for self-care because I feel like it gives me just a little bit more of an opportunity to respond the way that I'm hoping to. So wherever you are, and, uh, and I mean that physically and um, metaphorically, I just um, send you my best. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. All of my music was graciously done by Frank Zumo and Tom Thacker. If you want to see some of the behind-the-scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese. And remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.